Welcome to the FedCast hosted by Bill, Bresky GNR, liars and wasted making toxic male, masculinity and non-PC jokes great again, buckle up fuckers. So now people are starting to realize that New Guns and Roses was horrible, that Axel squandered the last 30 years and that Team Brazil is a terrorist organization. Welcome everybody. Welcome to the awakening. Welcome to the enlightening. Welcome to the FatCast. Me and Lyos tonight are going to go through a lot of topics. First topics we got to get to immediately is that uh, I feel like I've been waking up from a coma. That, oh my God, Real Guns N' Roses is back. Well, technically not, but still, you know, like I can go and now experience what GNR really was. And that new GNR was just a psyop project by Team Brazil to fool us all. I think Beta pilled all our enchiladas. GNR Lyos, I know you're very excited. He He's I mean, folks, it was hard to get him to do the show tonight. He just got right when we're doing pre-show notification on his phone. Hey, it's Amazon. You fucking packages here. Generalize. What was that package? Well, it was uh, the super deluxe uh, vinyl uh, limited edition box set. Use your illusion one and two. It's sitting right in front of me. I haven't opened it yet. I'm looking at it in amazement and bewilderment. And I can't wait to get into this. This looks like a badass motherfucker right here. Like I'm looking at, uh, it's uh, it's definitely it's definitely not as flashy as uh, uh, the appetite box. It's 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 really just a box. Uh, it's LP size, and I've got about a whole bunch of vinyl. So I'll tell you what it says on it here. It's uh, 12 180 gram LPs plus Blu-ray, 97 total tracks, 63 unreleased. Uh, so I've got the two shows, Vegas and New York. I've got New York uh, on Blu-ray. <clears throat> and then the custom illusion box uh, with 100 page hardcover filled with a wealth of illusion era memorabilia and unreleased photos. And uh, exclusive bonus collectibles. So we got the Conspiracy Inc. replica fan fan club folder the membership card sweet i got a membership card <laughs> replica newsletters 10 brand new double design lithos with blue red and reveal sleeves uh, some band photos replica uh, illusion tour cloth sticky backstage passes ritz theater 1991 ticket and a 24 by 36 poster so yeah, i don't know it's coming with a bunch of stuff about to open it see what's going on in here I'm very excited. I'm just and, excited you know, that when people read the description tonight, they're going to read, we start the show off of box talk. I mean, they're going to be disappointed, but still, it's a hell of a fucking topic. You know, and one other thing I did get excited about was, uh, was uh, I got a notification from Amazon today that since I pre-ordered it, I was guaranteed the lowest price. And when it was released the price was lower so i got 20 bucks back from amazon as well oh wow i mean this is just a dreams do come true kind of day yes so gino Elias, I, I don't know yes. have you uh listened or watched any of the uh clips or uh you know 
music that's gone out yet? Have you heard anything from the box already? So I've listened to the remastered User Illusion 1s and 2s. Um, have you listened to those? Oh, yeah, sure have. And I'll tell you what, sound a lot better. But I've also watched a little bit of the footage. And when watching the footage and watching the concerts, uh, it pretty much uh, ends an argument. Now, this was a great argument. Uh, this was long before your time, Zoomers. This is when your mommy and daddy were fucking each other, conceiving you. Uh, we used to be on these boards, and uh, like my GNR, and we would have these uh, groups. One would be uh, old Guns N' Roses, real Guns N' Roses is the only Guns N' Roses. And then you'd have what we call the new GNR group, where it's like, no, man. Man, Axel's the best ever. He doesn't need Slash. Slash is the devil. Blah. So we had these conversations. We had these wars. And uh, they went on for a good 10 years or so. And then the reunion happened. And everyone kind of just didn't give a shit about it as much. But I, I want to now uh, announce that we have a definitive winner. After uh, recount was done. And uh, we saw a lot of election fraud coming out of Brazil. Uh, you know, we, we have now have a winner. Uh, it turns out that uh, Real Guns N' Roses... Uh, you know, everything pre-93 or, you know, is real Guns N' Roses. And that new GNR, once again, was an absolute fucking failure. Uh, it wasted 30 years of uh, Axl Rose's singing career. And, uh, you know, fuck them. Uh, real GNR wins. GNR liars. Thoughts? And do they ever. Do they ever. It's, it's last week for uh, a brief period on the show, we were talking about... Um, the concert footage and i just remember uh, you saying uh axel rose was a possessed demon and you watch these shows man and there's it's no surprise the way they were so good like you just look at this and, you, and you're just this is the band we all fell in love with this is the band that we all love and new gnr never had that right like gnr like, Lars, i think i might have the perfect analogy sure do you remember when you were in, uh, you know, you met your uh, high school sweetheart? This is just, for example, for somebody, you know, they got married in high school from the high school sweetheart. She was fucking beautiful. She was hot. You know, she used to turn you on in all different ways. You know, now you wake up. You guys are 50 years old. The bitch is in sweatpants. She's got a mustache going. And you just look at her and go, what the fuck am I doing? How did this ever work? But you get the flashback. To the good times back when she was 18 back when her tits were perky back when that pussy was juicy and that's the best way to describe this it's like waking up from a nightmare you you know axel's mama fratelli now but back then jesus christ what a rock star he was he was he, all of them were amazing all of them were just unbelievable they were they were um and this I remember I was watching uh, an old video of them, uh, the original guys, and I was with it wasn't my wife. It was somebody. It was another uh, woman. And uh, it wasn't hey, no. my wife, though. And uh, um, just a friend. Like, she was just a friend. We were just. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nothing. <laughs> nothing scandalous here. Um, and, and she actually said to me, she was like, she was like, wow, I never realized just how good looking every one of these band members is. And I was like, oh, really? She's like, she's like, these guys are, she's like, these guys are good looking guys. And I was like, huh? I, I, you know, did you ask if she's ever rubbed her clit to cheers? 
but you know what I mean, right? Like that's something I would I would never think of, right? Um, I just well, you got to imagine back in the day. You know, we're talking ninety one Guns and Roses. This wasn't fake. This wasn't you know someone pretending to be cool. This wasn't some faggot getting in a fight in some L.A. club. This was straight up. They were the most dangerous rock band in the world. The N.W.A. The uh, uh, Niggers with Attitude. Straight out of Compton, yo. We're fans of Guns N' Roses. Easy e and Axel were buddies because guess what? They were fucking real. Slash was fucking killing himself on a daily basis. Uh, you know, Duff was drinking gallons of vodka and Axel was literally trying to fight the fucking audience. Folks, yeah. at one point or another, they were real. And when they played, you were either going to get a riot, Axel was going to walk off, or you're going to get the best motherfucking rock show you've ever fucking seen. Now, it's like going to fucking Disney World. It's it's different now, yeah. Um, it's it's like the it's like the Eagles or the Who. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing them, sure, but it's yeah. Not but can really- we at least say something when we're talking about the Eagles or a Who? Their fan base is much much class here. I mean, a Guns N' Roses <laughs> fan base, depending on what where where in the country of the United States you go to, woof. I mean, some of these boys, you know, they they have less teeth than they do tickets for the show. Fair. I agree. I agree. Good point. I take it back. <laughs> I mean, if you ever seen fucking Honey Boo Boo and her family, that pretty much describes the, you know, the southeast, the southwest of Guns N' Roses fucking concert goers. And then you get into the biker ones, which there's nothing worse than a fucking 55-year-old obese biker and his fat hog wife going to a rock show with her fucking trying to show those fucking butterball-sized turkey tits of herself. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. I, I don't have anything to that, man. Oh, no, you couldn't. You just couldn't. But Guns N' Roses, guys, like, I, I know that a lot of people are younger. Like, here's the deal. I'm 38 years old. I literally caught this just as the point where I was starting to understand music. I was, you know, 8, 9, 10 years old. You know, it was the most popular thing on TV, on MTV. That and fucking Kurt Cobain whining about bullshit. And uh, it was just everywhere and it's what i learned to love about music it was what i really really felt was like ah this is kind of speaking to me now i know you're older so you definitely had a different experience with it at the time but this is shit that we saw so in 2001 when fucking axel rose comes on stage wearing fucking baggy clothes and the fucking dreads and he can't hold his breath for fucking you know five seconds yeah we're devastated 2006 we're like oh there's hope he can at least still sing you know maybe the band will get better they don't sound too bad they sound pretty good they did and then 2009 he was really good 2010 hits he's still it's it's starting to fade but still got some really great moments and then rock and rio 3 happens rock and rio 3 is like little bill and boogie nights walking in and watching his wife getting fucked you got two yeah. you got two things. Either you stop being a fan or you let the band this Rock and Real Real Three is is the raincoat, right? Correct? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's the raincoat. It's the one yeah. where even God decided to take a piss on the show. Yeah. Um it, it's and every excuse, oh we had a sore throat. Well, what's the excuse at the bridge school? Oh, we had a sore throat. Motherfucker, yeah. somebody get this guy a fucking cough drop it's excuse after excuse and like the fact now even that people are paying more money than ever to see guns and roses 
you're getting a show that he half ass. He's not giving full fucking effort at all. And you can tell the band knows it, so they're not doing it. But they're, they're, until that paycheck dries up, they're just going to keep doing it, right? Oh, of course. Uh, I mean, fucking, and, the, cow, the cow's good. I mean, they're getting, instead of, ta- I think Taylor Swift's the number one uh, selling artist right now. Like, anything that bitch does, they're like, oh, yay. But after that, dude, Guns N' Roses is, like, in the top five of, like, hey, if tickets are on sale, they have high ticket prices, and they, they move a lot of tickets. They do. Um, I don't know about, I, I haven't looked at it lately, but um when uh and not in this lifetime started uh they were definitely i think they were top three were they not and i mean that's saying a lot given given the musical climate that we're in today when it's it's basically um dominated by pop stars right well look at this way in their genre you know fuck pop stars and rap and this and that because they're right now they're not putting anything out so obviously they're probably not in the top five anymore however when they're comparable to other rock bands i mean what's what's the other big show molly crew and fucking poison i mean they're gonna outdo that shit every day of the week they are uh definitely uh and i don't i don't think and no matter how big Motley Crue and Poison are or have been in the past, I don't think they ever reached the same success. Maybe Motley Crue a little bit with Dr. Feelgood, but I feel as though it was fleeting. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm a fan of Motley I've said it on the show before. I'm a big fan of Motley Crue. I like Motley Crue a lot. I've seen them live a few times. I have most of their albums. I still listen to a lot of their stuff. So I, I like Motley Crue. I'm a fan. But I don't think they ever reached the levels of success that, that say, Guns N' Roses did. Right when you when you're looking at Guns N' Roses, their contemporaries are Aerosmith and Metallica. Nirvana yeah. didn't have, you know they're like Nirvana. Nirvana only played for like fucking three years, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, they were so great. It's like, yeah, dude. No one knew who they were in 1990, 1991. They came out. 1994. <laughs> Courtney fucking goes, okay, time to blow that head off. Yeah. So I mean. It's not the same thing. Guns N' Roses, Aerosmith, Metallica. I'd honestly say it's probably just Metallica for the time frame is really the only contemporary they have. Red Hot Chili Peppers don't come close to them. Uh, any of your other bands don't come close to what Guns N' Roses were culturally and importance-wise. And the... I, I w- Metallica put their Black album out around the same time as Use Your Illusions, and I think that took a lot of, um, I think that took a lot of uh, hits or um, uh, sales away from Guns N' Roses. So I, I, I would, I would like to like in a in another world, had Metallica released their Black album a year later or a year before, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that Guns N' Roses would have dominated even more than they already did that year. I think the problem with Guns N' Roses is after you use your illusions, the fucking descent into madness and the descent into lack of quality was just something they couldn't recover from. I mean, they were like a plane going down, you know, 5,000 feet, 2,000 feet, 1,000 feet. Oh, shit, here's the mountain. I mean, Spaghetti Incident came out. Overall, it kind of sucked. And it was, you know, you could tell the band... You know, here's everyone's, you know, vanity, and let's uh, let's throw it out there. And it just sucked. And after that, they really didn't do anything, and they broke up, and we got Axel really, you know, whatever the fuck he did for 30 years, 
or what was it more or less 27 whenever the band got back together some some crazy number from 1993 until 2016 let's do that math that's 23 years that they fucking weren't together and then they get back together first two couple years they want to make sure that this shit ain't gonna blow up and after that the pandemic hits right speaking of which uh you know i I wanted to touch on a subject there now i know that richard fortis has been claiming chinese democracy 2 has been coming out since uh 2012 Uh, thanks richard uh and slash is really notorious too for talking a little bit out of school however he sat down with eddie trunk this week uh eddie asked him the usual uh, jerk off questions like uh how many guitars you have oh gee golly that's great please tell me more about this guitar for five minutes that no one gives a fuck about but the last bit of the show, he got the question in that we all wanted to know. Slash, what's going on with guns? Slash responds, right now we're doing a makeup tour from 2020. Reason being, that, the pandemic. That's the Australian tour, right? Uh, Asia tour. Asia tour, okay, okay. So they're doing the makeup tour for there. And Eddie goes, all right, so do you have any other future plans of guns? Are you guys going to get back in the studio? And he goes... Well, because of the pandemic, you know, it kind of pushed everything back. We're doing this makeup tour. We have one more tour coming out this summer. And after that, we have some free time to go and finally work on a brand new album. He says in between that time, though, there's going to be two or three songs that come out. He then changed it to one or two songs, but it's slash. He probably doesn't know how to do math. But he said these are some songs that we worked on that were Chinese leftovers. Uh, you know, we just kind of want to finish what's, uh, you know, leftover from the Chinese era that we worked on and liked. Uh, one thing I want to say before we continue on that topic is back in 2019, uh, I reported that Guns N' Roses was going to release an EP in March of 2020, that there was going to be six songs on there, uh, four new songs, and then two live versions, one of uh, Chinese and better. And uh, I was laughed at and uh, people thought I uh, was full of shit. So once again, I'd like to tell you guys to go fuck yourselves. Slash admits that he worked on those in 2020, which means uh, they were done already. They were going to get pushed out, but Axel got bored once he knew it wasn't coming out and said, hey, uh, change this riff here and there. So uh, according to Fernando, who was the source on that, you stupid fucks, uh, we were getting that EP in uh, March of 2020. I just like you to now look at that information that you're seeing facts that are people actually from the band and realize that even though you're sh- non shoe eating faggot that, uh, you know, you're, uh, you're still wrong, but back to the point here slash mentioned that, you know, after that, they're moving on from Chinese and there's nothing else that they really want to touch upon, which if you listen, you know, to common sense, you got to imagine that from what you've heard from people like MSL and other individuals that have some knowledge on the matter that we're getting Atlas and we're getting perhaps. So after that, they're done. You know, everyone's been saying, Oh, the general soul monster, blah, blah, blah. You know, Oklahoma looks like that shit ain't going to get touched. Kids looks like you're never going to fucking see that. I'm all right with that though. It was, it was interesting for slash to say in that interview that, uh, um, him working on hard school was, uh, you know, there was so much history to that song and even uh, absurd with silkworms, right? That the songs, um, and I'm just basically reiterating what you just said, right? But like, it was just, I found it interesting that uh, he said that the next songs weren't going to be songs that were so, had so much history associated with them. So I think that's cool. I think that's great. Uh, that they were going to be epics, a.k.a. Axel's ballads that he wants to get out, which is perhaps an atlas. 
Now, yeah. I, I have a crazy conspiracy theory. This is based on no knowledge. But just, a, we'll call it an edumacated guess. That Chinese, you got all Axel's ballads that he wanted. You got the, most of the rock songs on there. You had a few carryover rock songs that he was saving for the next album. And, uh, you know, we got the two ballads in Alice and Perhaps. But I'm starting to get a really, really strong feeling that a lot of the other songs are kind of, uh, how do I say this, kind of industrial-ish. Think Shacklers, think Silkworms, think a lot less rock and more Nine Inch Nails-esque than you would imagine. And I'm starting to think that's probably the case on a lot of this. Now, I know we've heard the, uh, obviously, we've heard the instrumentals for some of the songs, but who's to say those were ever done instead of just, you know, scat lyrics where he just threw in a few songs, you know, a few uh, a few topics. Because I don't see Axl Rose, somebody who is such an ignorant bastard, to uh, walk away from completed songs, especially at this stage in his career. So the fact there's only two more coming out really tells me there's something that we don't know about these other songs that's really interesting and probably a little surprising. Liars, thoughts? The the two songs that Slash alluded to, you mean? No, no, no. Those are just going to be your simple fucking okay, okay, yeah, no, yeah, okay. ballads. What I mean is the other songs. Everyone's other always songs been talking about, about the general, Time, uh, fucking uh, Soul Monster, uh, you know, all these songs that these people on the boards and forums have discussed for the last decade plus, they must not be ballads. They must not be completed. They must not be, you know, real rock songs, because if they were, why wouldn't Slash and Duff just put a few quick licks on it and fucking Guns N' Roses make money off of it? Right, right. I, you know, <clears throat> I would like to hear something completely new, to be honest with you. And uh, that's that's the impression at least I got in part of the, the interview when Slash said that they were going to move on from the stuff right so um and it might be industrial like it might be the industrial stuff that you said right it might be an industrial more industrial um centric album um and those songs might be and if they are that's great i'll listen to it i i like shacklers um it it's okay i mean i'm not going to put it in in any top 10 list of like a favorite guns and roses songs or anything like that but <clears throat> For what it is, it's it's all right. I mean, it, but it Lyers, different. look at it this way: Why is every song that we're getting released okay? Every song that the Slash and Duff reunion version of Guns N' Roses is releasing is pretty much off the locker. You know, supposedly they right. did a lot more music with fucking DJ Ashba. They did some of fucking Bumblefuck. You know, they had another recording session in '04. But for some reason or another, we only had six songs with lyrics or six or seven songs of lyrics on the locker leak. And we're right. getting fucking four of them. Doesn't that sound a little strange to you? I mean, I'm one of the few people that believe State of Grace is the general. And I know people think I'm crazy. Fuck them. I'll stand by my statement. But the fact is, what if there's not what if Axel only had seven more songs that we didn't get on Chinese that had fucking vocals. Once if this whole time, it's just been a massive fucking, you know, you know, puffing up of what's actually there. That's, it's not completely off base to think that. 
Well, I, it, I'm just I have, trying to figure out why everything's from the fucking locker. One, that's really fucking you know questionable. Another thing that I find interesting, which I, I wasn't going to bring up, but fuck it, I like to stir the pot a little bit, I guess. If you notice that the uh, Rolling Stone interview by Mr. David Pesner was supposed to be out in August, September, November, December, and now we're hearing. After Rolling Stone this month actually ran an article about the Use Your Illusion box set, which uh, means that the article per sources is now coming out in January. Now, if this article doesn't come out and the Use Your Illusion box set fucking ran, article ran in November, you don't see that Guns N' Roses is just controlling the narrative left and right. Of course. And that maybe there's more to this locker story than anyone knows. I mean, how many other bands have this much drama associated with them and 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 music that's found in lockers and stuff? You know what I mean? I mean, for fuck's how sake. How many other bands are fucking run by a housekeeper? No, yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. I 100% agree. 100%. But my what I'm getting at is, like, Biggie Smalls has been dead for 30 years, and you know, they keep releasing stuff from him. Tupac's been dead for the same amount of time. He has more posthumous records than than he does albums from when he was alive. You know what I mean? Um, there's no shroud of mystery pulled over these guys, right? Whereas with this band, it's it's always something mysterious. It's always something different. It's always something um, like it's always cloak and dagger, right? So they're a terrorist organization. I I, I fully mean this. I think they pull the psyop on us. Yeah. They fucking try to control the narrative. They're like, oh yeah. no no no, everything's good. You listen to us. I mean, yeah. I can't. I didn't do a good German accent there, but it's kind of what I'm thinking. And dude, they they pull shit you wouldn't fucking believe all the time. Yeah, they manipulate this fan base. They actually pay fucking people. Yes. To go on the forums and defend the band. What kind of a sick motherfucker goes, you know what? This, this guy's all right. We're going to give him some free concert tickets. Uh, maybe we'll send him a little cash here. Yeah, you keep defending us and fucking just speak the narrative. I mean, they're like the fucking CIA. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's unlike any other one that's out there. And it's... <sighs> It's weird, right? And so to think that there could be more to the locker leak than what we're seeing. Again, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. It's not even completely, um, it's not even absurd to think that. And pun intended, right? <laughs> you know, it's it's not because. Why well, is, I can tell you this. I, uh. I, when it comes to the locker leaks, I, I've I, I've talked to a lot of people. We'll say that. Let's just say I, I have good knowledge from the people I've talked to, gee golly. And I can tell you, even knowing as intimately as what happened happened, eh, there's some things I got a lot of questions about still. Such as? <laughs> Not that I'm saying on a fucking podcast no. that goes on YouTube, I'll tell you that, buddy. Fair enough. No, fair enough. <laughs> fucking, um, you must not have saw that ad last week where the gentleman advised Rick to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Fuck. You know, and that's I I somebody on the forum. Um, I forget who, but they were talking about how. The locker leads was was a planned release like that that it didn't just happen and it was a planned oh release. no and I mean 
that's it was not a planned release. I can assure you that it was not a planned release, but the reaction and what occurred immediately afterwards, eh, there's some, there's some fucking tomfoolery going on. Let's just say there's more than meets the eye in a lot of this shit. And, uh, a lot of people don't know that, uh, some people know. So we're, uh, we're going to let the, I want to see if that Pisoner article comes out. If it doesn't, We'll have a little fun on the fat cast. Fuck it. Sure. I don't care. But well, let's see if the Pisoner article comes out. Let's see if it sheds some new light on things. I mean, the guy's a fucking journalist. I mean, for fuck's sake, he spent... What was it, What did he write about? The history of Homie the Clown? I mean, this guy is like the Edward R. Murrow of writing and investigative journalism. He is a fucking just a shark. So let Geraldo Rivera out there, Mr. fucking Homie the Clown fucking biographer... Uh, write up a story. And we'll we'll see what it says, and uh, maybe it shines some light. Maybe it uh, maybe it doesn't. We'll find out. But you know what? We'll find some light. What's that? Our first non Guns and Roses related topic of the evening, which I throw to you on. I, I'm going to go off base here, and we uh, we briefly talked about them. Um, is po- we briefly talked about poison and. Uh, uh, coming back around to them in one second, it's all going to tie in. But I have a question for you. Do you like U2? What's your thoughts on U2? Well, do you realize I'm an Irish kid from Boston? So if I say I don't like U2, I'll get shot. True. Um, so so I like U2. Uh, but generally, everything before 1993, 1994 U2 is amazing. I love early early 80s u2 sunday bloody sunday uh you know new year's day is my favorite u2 song that's not bad i love the song have you ever heard bad by u2 uh, probably I've, I've i mean those. it's it's just spectacular now i know they got famous as every band does and they become different but uh you know i really like u2 even the later stuff's pretty damn good i mean would i go pay 500 dollars to see them no but if they're on the radio am i changing it probably not yourself Okay, so um, being uh, an Irish kid as well, um, I should be saying I like them, but I don't. Um, I don't. I just, um, I like one album. I like Actoon Baby. And I, actually, that's not true. I like Actoon Baby and the one that came after that, uh, Zuropa, is that what it's called? I, I like those two albums. I don't really like their early stuff. I, it just doesn't do anything for me. Um, I think there's a lot of good songs on Actoon Baby. And uh zuropa just because it's it's a departure from their traditional sound and you the band is changing and uh they're evolving and i like what they did with that album and then i haven't really listened to anything after because bono got was more concerned about um uh political opinions rather than putting out music so um but i bring it up because actoon baby i heard on the radio today that actoon baby is is turning 31 this 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 month which is wow, crazy. That's a radio think. fucking station that's searching right there. It's not like they're turning 30 or 25. It's like, yeah. hey, you know, it's turning 31. <laughs> yeah. Here's Jimmy yeah. with your wacky weather forecast. <laughs> oh, what a so, fuck shit radio station that is. Ugh. Yeah, it's terrestrial radio, right? Like that's that's what they do, right? They, they're they trying to find anything they can. But it got me listening, right? And I, I it took a step back because, A, I remember that that album coming out and to hear that it's been 30 years is pretty crazy but 
reason I ask, and we're going to tie this in with poison, is um, I was listening to a podcast. I brought it up on the show before. It's uh, Alan Cross, Ongoing History of New Music. Would really good. Check it out if if the guy's really good with his his uh, music history. And he brought up the song "Mysterious Ways" from Ectoon Baby. And there was rumors that C.C. Deville plays guitar on that song. <laughs> now, it's never been confirmed, but insiders in the know, whatever, in both camps, are, are pretty sure that, that when you hear that song on the radio, that's, that's an uncredited C.C. Deville playing. And he went on to say that during that Actung Baby uh, recording process, and then even after that, um, uh, with Zuropa, I don't know if it was Edge or Bono, but or both, but they liked C.C. DeVille's sound and the way he played guitar. And they wanted him in U2, apparently. And they tried to recruit him, and they offered him an invite to the studio to jam with them. And then um, Alan Cross cites this on on his show and the events match up. Um, U2 had some studio time booked and you and Poison was in town playing a festival or a show, whatever. And they they met at a studio and one of the songs that they worked at supposedly was. Mysterious Ways, so there's a good chance that. That's him, which is, I don't know, it's pretty cool. I think, think what you will of Poison, think what you will of CeCe DeVille, whatever. Um, I think he's a pretty good guitar player. Uh, I just think of how, and obviously it didn't work out. He didn't end up joining. He didn't end up whatever, right? Becoming part of the band in any way. But it's just interesting to think what could have happened, like in a parallel universe, right? Like CeCe DeVille is in, is in U2 now, right? And would that mean the edge is out or would they add a second guitar player? It's, it's pretty cool to, to think. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I, I find this very interesting, by the way. I find this to be like if we're ever going to send the tape to ter- terrestrial radio, but like, hey, guys, we can be your fucking classic rock morning DJs, that this is going to be the safest fucking topic we can ever send. I mean, I, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but I actually fell asleep during half of that. Ah, fuck off. It's CC DeVille from Poison. Do you know how many people give a fuck about CC DeVille from Poison that aren't just, 45 and fucking, like, no. I, I just I just heard a story today, and I... I Did I, you hear uh, the, that fucking Steve Percy from Rat works at Burger King? Hey, if, if you didn't like the story, you didn't like the story. You don't have to oh, take I, shots. Oh, don't you dare say anything about Steve Percy, motherfucker. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. Anyway, do you like booze? I mean, yeah. Who doesn't, right? (laughs) You know who doesn't? Qatar. Or Qatar, or however the fuck you want to call it. So the World Cup is coming up. Are you a soccer fan? No. No? I'm an American. (laughs) We look uh, at that Mar- shit going, oh, look what the kids get to go do. But they're, they're in the World Cup, aren't they? I'm pretty sure they got a pretty good team, too, the U.S. Anyway. Yeah, but, like, nobody cares unless if you, like, if your parents are rich, you know, you're probably watching like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Mom just got a new BMW. Um, but, yeah, your general folks in America, 
It's like tennis. No one really gives a fuck. It's a really rich white person sport. You, you never see fucking like you never go to downtown Detroit and see soccer fields. Oh, look at little Omar. He can bounce the ball and he's like a little Pele. It just doesn't happen, buddy. Really? No, 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 no. The only thing that might be happening is because we have all the border crossers. They might be getting better TV ratings now of all the illegals we got in here. But your general Americans could give a flying fuck. Like, I think bowling might wow. fucking have as many viewers as soccer does. Dude, there's fucking soccer fields all over the place here. All oh, over there is the for place. kids, but I mean, like, adults don't give a fuck here. Like, children love soccer. Children love playing soccer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, their thing. It's, it's pretty big here. I mean, um, we, we have, well, there's the MLS, right? Which is in Canada and the US. And then there's, there's other pro leagues. And then of course you got the stuff over in Europe, whatever, right? But um, soccer is very popular. Um, there's, a, there's a team here in Calgary that um, uh, they're, they're a step below the MLS, but um, they do very well, like attendance wise, they get coverage like it's 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 very, very popular. Anyway, the reason I ask is because the World Cup is starting and it's arguably the the biggest, uh, most watched, most um, engaged sporting um, tournament in the world. Right. Um, all over. They, it's the World Cup and it, it's it's big and it's being held in. Uh, how do you guys, how do you say that country? Cutter. Tar? Cutter. OK, I've heard both. So. From here on in, we'll call it Cutter, right? So um, it starts next week, and um, the organizers of the World Cup have uh, decided to ban the sale of alcohol within the stadium grounds. So if you're going to the World Cup games or matches, you will not be able to enjoy a beer. And well, technically, it's a Muslim country, dude. I mean, true. I know most people don't understand this. Like, when you're deployed over in Iraq or Afghanistan, you're not fucking drinking Budweiser, dude. You're not allowed to have alcohol in a Muslim country because these motherfuckers, I mean, they're very strict on their rules. But the, do you know who the biggest sponsor is for the, for the world cup? Um, a beer company. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser. Like, so you gotta be pissed. They have to be pissed because this, obviously this was calculated on their part. Uh, the organizers, I mean, uh, because, it's it's literally days before the event and no question for you do the yeah. uh, female soccer players have to wear a burkas uh there's no female soccer players playing it's all men Ah, uh, see you know fucking those muslims they know how to fucking handle it's like yeah we can have a world cup what about females yeah no yeah no no <laughs> good job haji <laughs> it's you know you, you want to be respectful to um customs and traditions right obviously but alcohol sales are a big part of any sporting event and this was this it was negotiated well ahead of time there's a like like i said before there's a reason why they're they're banning the sale literally days before the event starts because if they had presented uh, a no alcohol scenario when they were bidding for it, they wouldn't have gotten it. And and the fact that they even got the games in the first place is is beyond corrupt. Like FIFA, the organizing committee behind the World Cup, uh, they're as corrupt as the the IOC. And and 
it was even this week the i believe it was the former head of fifa admitted that giving qatar was or qatar uh, the games was a mistake right it, it, so basically saying they took a bribe right i mean you think of it this soccer is a summer sport and they awarded the World Cup to a country where it gets 50 degrees in the summer or um, 50 degrees Celsius in the summer, which is ridiculously hot. Like it's it's probably what, 130 Celsius. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And in turn, to compensate for that, they have to put the games in into the winter months or the fall months. To, so it's it's cooler so they can accommodate them. Like it, it's it's ridiculous that they're there in the first place. And now they're banning alcohol. It It's a recipe for disaster. I mean. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I don't I don't know. Like this is it's a it's a tricky situation and I'm, I'm interested to see what plays out. Um, I, I, once again, I don't have really much knowledge on that. So I'd be speaking out my ass, which I'm good at anyways. So I'll try, um, banning alcohol, uh, at any sporting event is, uh, really dumb, but then again, giving it to a Muslim country ahead of time. I mean, I, I don't blame the Muslims for this, or the cutter for this. I mean, it's completely the world cup's fault. I mean, you know what these fuckers are going to do. It's not like you're dealing with fucking, you know, a country that has a great reputation here. These people live off oil money. They live off fucking yeah. U.S. arms deals. And you, the one of the biggest military bases and CENTCOM control for the Middle East is in Qatar. It's, you know, it's funded by American money and oil. These people don't give a flying fuck. They're just spending money to spend money. And I don't get it. Like maybe put it in a country that gives a fuck about it, like somewhere in Europe or somewhere in, you know, South America, give it to some country that this would really help. There's gotta be a South American country right now that it's economy is shit. And you know, they're generally good people. Can't we just give them fuckers that? I mean, this is all they care about. True. Um, the, just for, uh, information sake, the next World Cup is in Canada and the U.S., and I believe it's in Mexico as well. It's the North American countries. Oh, God, what city in the U.S. is hosting it? Uh, I, that I don't know. Um, it might be multiple because there's games being played in Toronto and Vancouver. Up and what here. year is this supposed to be? So four years from now. Oh, damn it. I was hoping it was going to be like uh, 2024, so right when they're doing the fucking elections again. Oh. That everything gets crazy and we could have some good fucking cities burn, you know, it'd be hilarious. Yeah, we're at the World Cup here in Minneapolis. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, we got a race war happening. <laughs> you know, I that's think, what I'd hope for. I think I heard Philadelphia. Oh, there's a possibility. Being bandied around. Uh, I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. But, you know, a shithole. I mean, Philly's <laughs> a fucking ghetto of ghettos. That's great. Fantastic. I mean, you got fucking, like, literally, you have junkies on fucking the corners that are homeless people shooting up heroin, and they're throwing these used needles like fucking darts at a dartboard, but they're aiming across the street. It is, have you, have you seen what's become of Philadelphia? No, I, I have not. All right, if you ever seen the show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you yeah. know how their bar is and their shitty living scenarios? Yeah. That's considered high living in Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia is like fucking Somalia. It's great. That's awesome. That's 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 fantastic. Um, but going back to Qatar or Qatar, um, 
you know, right as I alluded to, right from the onset of them being awarded the games, there's controversy. So, um, you know, it was moving the games from the summer to the fall or or winter months. You know, there's of course there's treatment of workers that have come in there. Um, you know, uh, uh, face masks, uh, not face masks, but uh, um, face uh, coverings. Is Israel allowed to play that? Like, is like the Israelis allowed to play there? Because most of the time, these Muslim countries don't want Jews coming in there. That's not being uh, racist, folks. This is being no, honest. I'll, I'll look up right now. I don't. I don't think the Israeli team is in the World Cup. I don't know if they qualified. I, I will look it up right now. The uh, fucking World Cup people, are like, yeah, sorry guys, you don't get an invite this year. Why? Eh, can't tell you. <laughs> well, meanwhile, folks, uh, we don't have any guests tonight. We we might call one later on. We're just trying to work some topics and uh, have a conversation. If you can hear me tonight, that's a lot better. Uh, I'm really sorry for how I've sounded the last few weeks where I've been low and you haven't been able to hear me. Or maybe you're happy about that. I don't know. Maybe it's better that you don't hear me. Tell us. Reach out to us. Reach out. Comment. Tell us we suck. Tell us our mothers are dirty, dirty whores. Whatever makes your heart feel great, please do. We want the attention well, somewhat attention. I mean, we don't want to go too far here. I mean, we know some of you bastards are fucking crazy. But, you know, Moderate attention is okay. Uh, Wise, did you find out that information? I sure did. Um, so the Israeli national team has not played uh, in the World Cup since the 70s for security reasons. Um, Pussies. Um, so they did not advance to the tournament in Qatar from its European group. So I guess they tried out this year. And then the Palestinian team was eliminated in the preliminaries. So they're both... Not going to the World Cup in, in Qatar, but uh, the follow-up news article to this is that civilians from Israel and Palestine, so they can they can fly on the same plane to Qatar if they want to go nice. see the World Cup. Isn't that nice? Dude, I Congress. think it's like Soul Plane, like Snoop Dogg's flying the plane, they're all smoking yeah. some joints. You know, they're just having a good time. Maybe we can find some world peace. You know, I'm all for that. Now, you know what I'm for next is our next fucking topic. Alrighty, come on. You got a few to pick from. I do. So um, the FBI were making headlines today or this week. Uh, so they raided a home of a guy who runs an Area 51 website. Is Borky okay? Is Borky okay? I haven't seen seen Borky actually or heard from him in the last couple of days. Borky, if you can hear oh, me, oh, liars. Yes. Bars. What was the first statement you made before I made the joke that you just totally went over your head? I don't know. What did I miss? You're reading the headline that the FBI raided the home of a, a Area 51 researcher. My next yeah. comment was, oh, how's Borky? Is Borky that, okay? Referring that they said. raided Bor Borky's home. And, and I was like, oh, I haven't heard from him. So maybe it was him. Oh, God. <laughs> Our comedic timing tonight is fucking horrific. <laughs> it is fucking horrible, but we'll continue with the story. Oh, I tell you, Brasky. So, um, first off, um, before we get into any elements of this story, why is the FBI raiding a guy who runs a, a area 51 web website like what's to find there what do you what do you think 
Um, the obvious, the, the fucking number one, the FBI are thugs. Number two, they made an oopsie and he found it. Yeah, that's that's probably so. I've read a few books on Area 51 and um, what goes on there and the conspiracies and the theories and uh, everything about it, of Area 51. And personally, I've come to the conclusion. Now, again, this is just me. I don't it's from reading different stuff. Um, I came to the conclusion that it's nothing more than a military base and they probably um, uh do some research on some very clandestine operations and that's to be expected from any government and i think because it's the u.s government it's just magnified that much um and i think the government probably uses the whole stigma attached with area 51 as a disinformation or misinformation campaign because they know they can get away with it and people just keep going back to it so by doing that, it gives the American government basically free will to do anything they want because people aren't going to really investigate what's really going on there. They're just going to go by, um, you know, what people think is going on there, right? So, to your point, Brasky, the guys probably found an oopsie, and the government was like, "Hold on a sec, we got to fucking get this, and we got to nip it in the bud now." So I, I don't I don't know. Um, so I think if I, you look at it right now, Area 51 is not even where the cool shit is. Uh, I believe it's a place called Groom Lake or is Groom Lake part of Area 51. Where's the place that's like right? It's like in two hours from Area 51. There's a place in like fucking Utah that's got a bunch of i'm probably gonna get a bullet in my head for this one but there's a place in utah where all the fun shit supposedly really is it's like area 51 is where the shit happened in the 40s and 50s and they're like oh fuck people know about it so they moved they you know they picked up camp they uh they traveled a few hours north to even more of a deserted desert in utah and yeah they do a lot of their stealth shit out there but supposedly there's some stuff that can make you know some uh make your booty drop supposedly there's some alien technology i don't fucking know but uh i'm not surprised i mean bob lazar who we've talked about on the show has been proven to be accurate so i I don't know what to tell you i mean there's clearly et extraterrestrials there's clearly aliens and uh you know now the fbi is just uh you know pulling gestapo tactics and fucking raiding some dude's fucking trailer and uh you know taking away all his fucking uh, stuff and uh, it's kind of bad uh what was that guy who used to have the radio show that was on at night that was a fucking like late night radio show where was always had ufo guests on yeah not george nori does it now it's coast to coast am uh yeah coast to art coast bell. art bell art was- bell so i mean fucking art bell used to be on the radio for like you know 12 hours a night going hello folks tonight we're gonna expose where all the government conspiracies are and he'd just tell you all the shit, and probably half of it was nonsense, but probably the other half probably had some truth to it. And so our- now, you know, with all the research and technology we got, you know, this guy's on his computer. He's got, you know, data drives. He's got video cameras. I mean, you can probably pick up a lot of the shit now. It's not like you're sitting out there with a Polaroid camera fucking coming back and like, uh, gee, golly, I'm going to pop a floppy disk and write an article about this one. True. True. So the guy's name was uh, Aru. Aru or Jorg Ar- Ar- Arnu. 
Um, sorry if I'm not saying it right. Uh, but he was he's based in Las Vegas. And uh, so on November 3rd, the FBI went in. And this is where it's interesting. They confiscated potential evidence. Spokesman Lieutenant Colonel Brian McGarry confirmed, right? So um, Arnu, he runs uh, Dreamland Resort. Uh, I guess it's a popular website that features, uh, amongst other things, uh, photographs and drone videos of Area 51s. And talk uh, about a website name I would never fucking type in. Yeah, Dreamland Resort. Oof. Yeah, that sounds like you'd be on the FBI's list for something else. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, he has uh, reports uh, from comings and goings from the base. Um, so, I, like you said, I, 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 I strongly believe. Are we getting interception here? An interception? I don't know. Did you hear that? No. Oh, did like, you get the beep? No, I'm joking. Actually, um, it's fucking trying to paranoia me. I'll fucking put Bork in this call, and make him think there's vans outside his house again. <laughs> it, it it just it makes me think that you're right that he found something he wasn't supposed to, and whether that or not that's alien technology or alien proof of aliens or even an alien itself. It, it might not be that it, it probably isn't. It's probably something highly classified that the, the government is working on, um, whether it be a weapon or a, uh, a new type of uh, vehicle for the military. It could be anything, right? Um, to automate, and I, I think the government is quite comfortable with letting everybody go directly, immediately to uh, the alien uh, option when whenever area 51 is, is mentioned. So um, I think it's, it's somewhat of a coincidence that this guy was, was singled out. And I think they're taking fully advantage, full advantage of the fact that he's runs a conspiracy website. It's, it's very easy. So who knows what happened there for real, but it's something to keep an eye on nonetheless. Right. It seems the most logical what you're saying. I mean, I think that kind of wraps that one up where it's like, what happened? Eh, if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, eh, it's a fucking duck. What's our next topic, buddy? Well, I, I, I don't want to bring up poison again because. Oh, God, please don't. You really didn't like that, eh? Dude, poison is the, like one of the shittiest hair metal bands there Absolutely. ever fucking was. And they're annoying as fuck. Every yeah. fucking like every time you go to a bar and like the crowd was like when I was younger. So like when I was 20 years old, if I went to a bar and they were in like their like mid 30s or plus for some reason or other, everyone's got to play, you know, uh, talk dirty to me. And I don't want to fucking hear talk dirty to me as long as I fucking live ever again. It's a shitty, shitty song. It sounds like two fucking hillbillies fucking making out at the Piggly Wiggly. I don't want to hear it. I hate it. I hate Poison. They're fucking not rock and roll. They set back rock and roll to the point they made fucking rock and roll almost obsolete. If Guns N' Roses didn't come around, we had a bunch of fags dressing up and wearing more makeup than fucking a hooker on Halloween. Well said. I, I, I also don't like them. I just found that 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 little tidbit interesting. Anyway, uh, do you remember Danny Masterson? Um, Danny Masterson. Was that the weirdo from the 70s show that was kind of yes. like thinking he was the cool guy, but it was kind of a douche? 
Uh, well, yeah, he was on the 70s show. Um, His character Hyde on the 70s Hyde, show. That's right. Always came off like he was too cool for school, but was like a little dumb shit with fucking a little fro. Like he was just annoying. Like he was like really jaded for no reason. It's like, why are you such a little cunt? He was just an annoying fucking character. I didn't like him one bit, I'll tell you. Right, right. Um, I, I didn't mind him on the show. Whatever. Did you ever watch The Ranch? He was on with... Uh, uh, Aston Kutcher and um, was it Sam Neill? No, it's on Netflix. Um, so yeah, it, they got a show that it's basically uh, Ashton Kutcher and him are our brothers, and Sam Neill is their father, and they run a ranch in Colorado. Uh, it ran for I think five seasons on Netflix, and the last two seasons they basically just rolled them out of the of the show because of what was going on and if you don't know he's he was accused of rape by a few women right and uh, that that trial is is ongoing right now uh, i thought it was done to be honest with you because it's been a few years but um anyway he was charged with uh, the rape of three women including his former girlfriend in the hollywood hills between 2001 and 2003 so he's pleaded not guilty right um, obviously claiming that uh, all the sexual acts were consensual, obviously, right? Like, but uh, so they're they've gone to court and um, the, basically the jurors are at a deadlock and they want to declare a mistrial, but the judge isn't letting them. So the judge is, uh, let's see, her name is Char- Charlene Almedo. Uh, said that after three days of deliberations, they could not reach a unanimous verdict on any of the three rape charges against the actor. And so the 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 judge judge had already given the the jury a week off for Thanksgiving. And uh, she stopped the discussions on Friday and told them to return to the deliberations on November 28th. So after Thanksgiving and um she said that basically a deadlock isn't going to be acceptable because if, if if the jury is deadlocked, that that means it's a mistrial. And, and I guess Danny. Yeah, Mouse but hold on. Off. She's a judge. She doesn't get to tell the jury what they can do. She, the jury right. can go, hey, bitch, <laughs> guess what? She, she said that they they haven't deliberated enough. For to declare a deadlock, so she wants them to go back into deliberations after Thanksgiving and try again to get a verdict because she feels that the, the, however long they were in for wasn't long enough to come to the proper conclusion of, 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 uh, a, a, a mistrial basically. I don't think that's legal. I don't know. I don't know. That doesn't, that seems like judge bias. It doesn't seem like that's legal in any way. Like once the, you know, the uh, trial is done to my understanding and it goes to the jury, then everything's in the jury's hand of what the verdict is. No one can impact or, you know, uh, try to, uh, how do I say it, affect what the jury's decision is. So that judge doing that, she's making so they can probably get a mistrial anyways, but like, yeah, this, uh, this judge is a dumb bitch. So, uh. It's kind of a wild play on her part, but who knows? Some some people and you know civil service aren't there to serve. They're there to make a name for themselves and uh, you know try to put themselves in a uh, 
different position in public relations so they can run for public office. That kind of sounds like what this bitch is up to. Like, oh, yeah, I was a judge. Now I want to be your congresswoman. That's what this reeks of to me. It screams American politics, which is just disgusting and dirty as hell. So another thing, too, is that it's very public now that they're going back on November 28th. Um, and I know jurors aren't supposed to, so the jurors have been released, right, with the expectation to return on said date. And they're also expected to not discuss the case, but they're, Thanksgiving in, in your country is a huge ordeal, and it involves family and getting together and lots of drink. You mean to tell me that, and I think she could be doing, in my opinion, I think she could be doing this to try and influence a guilty verdict. Of course. By, by doing so, you release these people, they go to their families, sure they're not supposed to talk about it, but you mean to tell me that, that fucking Aunt Libby the gossip isn't going to ask Phil what he's been doing for the last two weeks? He's, oh, well, I was on jury duty. Oh, sorry, I can't discuss the case. Uh, I'm going back uh, tomorrow uh, on the 28th. And then gossipy and fucking whatever is going to be like, oh, our, that case with uh, the guy from the 70s show. And, it, you know, oh, I, he's guilty. He's I think he's guilty. So I can't discuss the case. You know what I mean? Like it, it's it's to influence them to get a guilty verdict. And, and that to me seems seems suspect right like oh no, no shit like it, it, it it's, you can't be judge jury and executioner lady that's called this one to a jury trial go the jury decides what happens not the judge and the judge seems that for some reason or another now hey listen if he did this and he was wrong you know maybe the judge knows i don't know dude <sighs> I'm trying to benefit the judge like hey you know maybe she knows that he did this and she wants justice to be served but then again, you're a judge, man. That's not your fucking job. Do your job, and you're representing the civil service the correct way. What yeah. she's doing is not her job, and I don't care if she won't, thinks the guy's guilty or innocent. That's not her case. I mean, it's really not. So it's disturbing, once again, that our legal system's a fucking joke in this uh, country. But, hey, kind of is what it is. Lars, do we have more funny topics or more disturbing topics? I believe I posted a few wacky ones uh, at the beginning of the week. Well, um, I have this one ready right now. Um, Ooh, gee golly. I'm excited. So, so <gasps> we all know, as young women, they dream about their wedding day. Oh, yeah. They, they dream about the venue and uh -huh. the family being there and their dress. Getting the cock that night. Yeah, you know, all of that, right? All of that. And... You know, a big, like you said, a big part of that wedding day is is obviously the groom or who you're going to marry. And for Amanda Liberty from Leeds in the UK, she's very exciting about her upcoming nuptials. Nuptials. Ooh, because she is marrying Lumiere. Who's he? Lumiere French? is a chandelier, and she's very excited to marry it. Liberty is in love with the chandelier who claims is a female named Lumiere. Perhaps named for the famous Casablanca character or Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Who knows? Elias, can I interrupt right now? Yeah. I'm sorry, because this is exactly where my disturbed head went to. <laughs> what? 
So she's marrying a chandelier, correct? Yes. So they're going to have, you know, a wedding night, correct? Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a video of her fucking just riding every fucking thing on the chandelier, just fucking putting her pussy down on fucking every aspect of the chandelier, just fucking riding that shit? Oh, well, what a fucking disturbed cunt. Please continue. I, I haven't got to the best part yet. Oh, there's a, there's, there's more. But wait, there's more. <laughs> she claims that her and Lumiere, they have an open relationship. <laughs> and they're they're open to romances with other light fixtures as well. You know, what's going to happen when she meets the mag light? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, but once you go black, you never go back. Oh, yeah. I, I, so, oh, God. She, Continue. She, she, in case you're wondering, she, uh, she identifies herself as objectum sexual. It's somebody who's attracted to objects. Um, it's an unusual psychological phenomenon in which an individual feels powerful affection towards a particular inanimate object for all intents and purposes falling in love with the object, which may be a particular table, a train, or a door. Star Wars action figure, Princess Leia, fucking yeah. open out of the box. She's traveled from Ohio to Japan multiple times. Yeah, I don't know. She doesn't... She. <laughs> She doesn't think that she's hurting anyone by entering a relationship with an inanimate object. Um, she's just electrician. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's worth noting that her surname wasn't Liberty at birth, but rather one she obtained from a previous relationship with the Statue of Liberty. I'm not making this up, man. Well, how do you go from fucking a Statue of Liberty to fucking a chandelier? It looks like there's a big. I mean, she's definitely not a size queen. Well, she's she's probably getting some hefty alimony checks from the Statue of Liberty. So, you know, now she can now she can go. Um, it, what's that saying? You, you, you marry your first marriage is for money and your second marriage is for happiness. I think that's how the saying goes. Well, look so, at it this way. I mean, that divorce in New York City courts, she had to clean up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, people are wearing chandeliers now, man. I don't know. I mean, I know that we're getting closer and closer to nuclear annihilation every day. North Korea a few hours ago just launched an ICBM that carried the United States. Uh, Russia is getting more desperate by the hour. Uh, China is really getting horny for Taiwan. And I know the nukes may be coming sooner rather than later. I mean, earlier this week, uh, fucking Russia and the Ukraine got into a uh, whole little skirmish again with uh, Russia sending over a massive amount of cruise missiles into the area and Ukraine's missile defense went up, which then led to a Ukrainian missile landing in fucking Poland, which at the beginning was reported a Russian missile, which then would evoke Article 5, which Article 5, if you don't know, is a, a stance by NATO that if you attack one NATO country, you're attacking all NATO countries. So if a 
Russian missile blows up in uh, fucking Poland, it's like a Russian missile blew up in downtown Washington, D.C., which then, folks, the sky starts getting illuminated and the big nukes start going off. So we're, we're fucking getting there. And after hearing a story like this, I don't know if it's that much of a bad thing. There's more if you want. Oh, I want more. Of course I want more. Is the toaster involved? <laughs> so there's a woman uh, by the name of uh, Marivona Rocha Moreyes. She's 37. And <clears throat> she is from, I believe, Chile. Uh, Brazil, sorry. She's from Brazil. And uh, she thought she found the love of her life in a ragdoll named Marcello. Until she discovered that Machalo was having an affair. So in case you didn't quite grasp that, Marcello is a doll, a rag doll. And Marcello is cheating on her. So she, are you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm right. just fucking digesting it. I mean, you're telling me now that a woman has now gone to a uh, journalist and said, hey, listen, I want you to report this. So uh, my fucking friends, my coworkers, uh, anybody that's ever seen me, the person who serves me my coffee in the morning knows that that dirty, rotten fucking doll that I have is cheating on me. I want to know who's cheating on her with. I hope it's her sister, her neighbor. Well, she wanted she she wanted everybody to know that their relationship is hanging on by a thread, Literally. and she gets it, it. It goes even worse because she has three kids to take care of, and I, I seriously feel sorry for these kids, Carol, Diego, and they also have a newborn. But I, I somehow don't believe that Marcello is a father. I I, I can't uh, I can't wrap my head around that i mean what so, if this bitch is like a really really like bad alcoholic and like her neighbor's a creep and he just goes in there and like he waits for her to get plastered and he goes in there and he, and he pretends to be this fucking doll named marcello and he plows the shit out of her and when she passes out every time he puts that fucking little doll in bed next to her with a fucking cigarette i mean it's the only logic i can figure in this whole story so far so I, I'm just going to say this woman is batshit fucking crazy because um, she she was quoted in the article as saying that I found out through a friend who told me that she saw Marcello entering a motel with another woman while I was hospitalized for three nights and three days with our son who had a virus. This woman is fucking crazy. First off, I, I don't know. Wait a second, because, you know, bitches love the gossip. You were talking earlier about the grandma at the fucking yeah. dinner table yeah. gossiping. Yeah. I could totally see one of her friends just being a complete cunt and being like, you know what? I don't like this broad anymore. Hey, yeah, your, your boyfriend, Marcello? Yeah, he's fucking Raggedy Ann and Andy. They're having a three-way. Yeah, well, you know, uh, that, that that makes sense. Um, fucking Tickle Me Elmo is fucking coming up behind it. It's basically an orgy. Oh, my. I'm looking at a picture of her right there. I, I don't know if she has... So it's unclear to me whether their children are real or. Oh, my dear Lord. Their children are also dolls. You know, and see earlier, Lies, you were trying to tell me you felt bad for the children. Uh, yeah, well, I did. That. Now you know they're dolls. They're dolls. Yeah. Uh, 
this woman has some serious mental problems. Like, anyway, so she said that they, she got in a big fight with Marcello over the the accusations from the from the nosy neighbor, and obviously he kept denying everything and said that he loves her very much, and she he was asking for her forgiveness and crying, and that upset the their son who was also crying, and and so she started yelling at him, saying, "Do you see what you've done? You've ruined this family." And she asked him who the woman is, and he wouldn't respond. So Marcello's been sleeping in the living room. This sounds like Tom Brady and Giselle. I mean, the, maybe this is like Giselle's fucking cousin just trying to put the story out. I, I got nothing. This is fucking wacky and insane. And lies, I'm sorry I have to do this. But as I get older, sometimes my bladder calls. I have to go take a piss. Lies, you have to steer the ship. No fucking co-host. No right. fucking guest for a good minute. All right. I'm going to circle back to my Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion box set because it's been staring at me this whole time since we've started the show. As Brasky said, literally came in minutes before we started the show. I had to delay the the, the recording because I wanted to see. So let's get out the book here if I can. We'll see and I'll tell you what's going on in it. It's very tight. All right, here we go. Here it is, folks. Here it is. Here it is. So the book is it's a nice hard cover it's got the um use your illusion one and two covers with a little more added to it open it up it's got some pictures of axel <coughs> excuse me pictures of slash oh there's a picture of izzy for those of you who don't know who izzy is he's the original guitarist for guns and roses anyway I'm back from my pets. A little underwhelming, actually. But uh, oh, right at the back, there's the New York, uh, there's the New York DVD or Blu-ray, I should say. So that's that's going to be exciting to see. See how that. Yeah, because Blu-rays ain't going to be fucking like my Blu-ray player broke. Okay, folks, we don't use Blu-ray anymore. Everything's uh, fucking uh, shared media, or it's all in the cloud. In the cloud. So. Yes. What what happens to somebody, Brasky, to for them to get to a point where they they marrying a doll and having doll children with said doll is acceptable? Where where have we gone as a society, as a species, to get to this point? Listen, once Space Jam Two came out with LeBron James. I knew we were fucked. <laughs> it's just been downhill since. It was. Uh, I have you have you seen it? I uh, I refuse to watch that piece of shit movie. Yeah, I, I won't either. I was watching. Uh, I was watching a new show on um, Netflix called. It's actually pretty funny that Netflix is producing a show called Blockbuster. So it's about the last last blockbuster in existence, and it's. Uh, Produced by, you know, the girl from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, anyway, she she produces it and write it. And one of the funny lines in it, just the last episode that I watched, was one of the one of the ladies actually said in the show that she knew as things were things were bad when she was standing in line to see Space Jam Two. I mean, seriously, I think one day we're going to look back and historians are going to go, "This is the moment that Rome started to fall." Yeah, well, jeez, man. I, I hate to be a Debbie Downer, but I mean, it's the fucking truth. 
so so far tonight we've had women fucking chandeliers. Uh, yeah. We've had women marrying fucking dolls. Um, uh, he, you know, I think, brother, do you do you want me to start trying to add some of the whack pack into here? Sure. All right. Well, I think we've done a good job tonight. I mean, we got. I don't even know how much we're in because I'm not recording. It's so weird not being the recorder, uh, but we're trying to solve the issues that we've been having technically lately because, oh, gee golly. Let's see who to add. Uh, I think Franz is busy this weekend if I know his schedule. So let me, uh, let's see. We can add, uh, well, let's, uh, let's see what good old assy face is up to. He's awake. I'm sure he wants to come in here and say hello. Uh, let's see if Broski, uh, Broski can maybe help us with... Uh, you know some of the talks regarding the uh, the UFOs, or as we like to call them, uh, not Mexicans that are illegal. Um, liars, are you just fantasizing at that box? Like I, I feel like once that box came, I lost you tonight on the show. It's like, oh, you know, no, Kraski, no. I love the fat cast, but look what fucking is here, baby. <laughs> so uh, uh, while while you're you're looking to patch some some. Um, well, uh, some of our friends in um, there was an article that was floating around CTV, which is a news outlet here in Canada, that members of the Pentagon's U.S. task force um, briefed the Canadian military uh, this year. So I guess uh, in February of this year, February 22nd to be exact, uh, an officer for the U.S. Air Force uh, contributed to a headline grabbing report. Uh, of recent sightings. And uh, so I guess uh, a briefing was delivered by multiple members of the Pentagon's UAP, so that's Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, and attended by 10 Canadian defense officials. So I, something was up there. I guess they saw something too, and uh, they they came to talk about it. So it, it's little it's little articles like this that are making the news these days, right? Oh, and, I mean, when the news came out with that fucking uh, the fighter jet footage, where the guy's like, "Oh yeah, these are aliens," and then the government's like, "Oh yeah, there's aliens," but no one cares. We've got to the point where so I don't know, so jaded and so like burnt out of like reality. But we don't care that the government now says there's aliens. So I, I see what you're saying, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think as technology gets better and better and people can just whip out their fucking phone and, you know, they got a fucking two-mile zoom lens on their camera, you'll be able to see some of this shit. But what good is it going to do? I mean, we're not going to get told anything. No, we're not. We're not. Um, it's It's by admitting and and releasing info it's i think it's it's providing an even bigger smoke screen you know what i mean Every, everything's just getting wilder and crazier i think we've kind of worked through the topics we got tonight so now without guests we're just going to free foam for a little or free ball for a little bit here um see what's kind of going on what's touching our fancies uh I don't know, man. Every time I put on the fucking television lately, it's uh, Ukraine this, Russia that. It's it's just getting so fucking annoying. I'm tired of all the politics in this country. I'm tired of the Republicans, the Democrats. Like, every time you watch the news, like, they have the one good story at the end. It's like, all right, you're going to watch 25 minutes of us telling you that it's fucking Armageddon outside. The world sucks and everyone hates each other. 
But at the end, it's going to be like one grandfather gave a Hershey bar out to every kid in the fucking uh, every kid in this town. And he's been doing it for five years as a tradition. They call him Papa Chocolate Bar. You know, it's like, great. That's not enough to try to get over the fucking just bombs of fucking horrible shit you threw at us. And the worst thing is if you try to watch like television or media, we have so many streaming channels now. We have so many options of what to watch. But in reality, is it me or is the quality of movies and television gone gone down in such a manner in the last 10 years? It's almost shocking. Like the movies that come out now, you maybe get one or two movies a year. Like, oh, okay, that was decent. I remember back 10, 15 years ago, you get like fucking six to 10. Well, uh, there's, uh, there's that meme that always goes around. Um, of the movies that were in the theater is like, uh, cause Shawshank Redemption was, was a huge box office failure. Right. It, and, and regarded as one of the best movies ever made. I know you're a big fan of it, Brasky, oh, yeah. but, um, when it came out, it, it was basically a box office flop. Right. Did you know that? No, but I mean, the quality of movies though is still shit. <laughs> So um, I'm just typing it in right now so I can get the, the right ones. So at the same time that uh, Shawshank Redemption was in the theaters, here's a lineup of other movies that were all playing at the same time. Pulp Fiction, Forrest Gump, Jurassic Park, all playing at the same time as Shawshank Redemption. So now, no, no, liars, can you tell me right now? Go, go on to Google or whatever. Can you read me the top five movies currently playing in theaters right now? I, I, I will have to look that up because I, I, can't, I couldn't even tell you a movie that's playing right now. That's, that's how bad it is. Um, I think Broski's joining us on the show. Broski, you here, buddy? Well, I see his lovely avatar of a fat leprechaun. It almost looks like me, too, which is disturbing. Like, if I had Down syndrome and I had a really good drunk on, it'd be me. So, uh, Black Panther's playing Wakanda Forever. Well, it's like fucking Jim. It's like fucking Ace Ventura 2 when nature calls. That's the quality (laughs) you're getting there, folks. (laughs) Ace Ventura 2 was a quality movie. Yeah, yeah, it was I, probably I, better than this Wakanda Forever bullshit. Yeah. Give me another movie. Uh, don't worry, darling. Never heard of it. Uh, Black funny. Adam, that's with The Rock. Oh, wow. Generic superhero bullshit that make no yeah. one cares about. Like, hey, do you remember the characters that were like uh, the five cent comic books? You know, when you didn't have the 50 cents for X-Men or Batman? Yeah. Here's the shitty five cent comic book. You get a free stick of gum with it. That's right. Exactly. Fuck. Exactly. Um, the Fablemans, never heard of it. Where the Crawdads Zing, that's <laughs> that's Oprah's Book of the Month Club right there. Oh, um, Black Panther, ironically, the original one. Um, <laughs> that doesn't count. You can't be like, listen, we suck so bad at making movies now, we're gonna re release these movies and we're gonna like fucking race bait. We're gonna be like, listen, you're not black if you don't go watch this movie and you're racist if you don't like it. Listen, I love Harlem Nights. Okay, that's with Richard Pryor and Eddie Murphy. I'd challenge anyone to find a blacker movie than that, and I fucking love it. But guess what? The Black Panther sucks giant cock. I 
I tried to watch Black Panther three times, and all three times I couldn't make it through. I'd rather uh, watch Black Panther, the story about the guy who was mean to Jenny and Forrest Gump, than watch some fucking stupid movie about a guy dressed up as a cat. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, the whole industry is saturated right now with with comic book bullshit and that's all we get and i'm personal personally me i'm over it i was actually never a big fan to begin with but i mean it needs to be done and i saw one great movie this year one movie came out that fucking blew me away and i said this is a classic it's fantastic i suggest anyone to watch it It was called the outfit it was uh it's on peacock now if you're in the states uh, or no, I'm sorry. It's on Amazon now. If you're in the states, and uh, it was really, really, really good. It was set in like 1940 Chicago. It was about a tailor who uh, the mob comes into him, uh, goes into his shop, threatens him, and the story starts from there. It's a really good kind of almost mystery thriller. Excellent movie. But instead of that, I haven't seen one fucking movie that I went, oh, this is good. I watched the new Halloween Kills, and I swear to God, Halloween Three, Season of the Witch. Way better movie. And so, what? It's Halloween three as a standalone movie it is is quite good. To put it into the Halloween franchise, it, that's where it gets stupid. It's still it better a- in the Halloween franchise than this lump of shit. They made a movie that, like, the whole point of the movie was so that the horse could say, "Love of your tits out," and then they had some faggot, like, whiny little neckbeard incel kid running around, like almost doing like the season of the witch thing where he's like he's possessed with michael myers's rage and evil and then like that kid gets fucking killed and then like the last 30 minutes of the movie it's like oh no here comes michael myers now but he's gonna get his ass kicked by a 75 year old geriatric fucking jamie lee curtis forget the last movie this motherfucker took on the whole town killed like a hundred people now jamie lee curtis and her elderly ass is gonna go hand-to-hand combat with him like she's fucking so going out for justice and fucking end michael myers that's and then hold on it gets even better for some reason they got to make the granddaughter in there a stupid fucking whore like the first two movies she was in she was fine but this one it's gotta be like oh no now she's all hot to trot for this insult guy her pussy's like fucking the niagara falls when she sees him so she's just gonna randomly go fuck this guy and be a dumb bitch it was such a horrible lump of shit movie so you're saying i shouldn't watch it oh i'm hoping you do watch it just so you can go through the pain all right. Well, maybe I will. Maybe I will. Who knows? Was up for a good flick. Broski, are you here? Fuck. Broski, we were talking about the FBI raiding the Area 51 guy's fucking house. There's an Area 51 guy, Broski, and he like he's a lead researcher on this. And the FBI showed up with vans, and they just literally gave him no fucking uh, uh, due diligence or uh, anything, and they just raided the man's house. And we were thinking that you'd be the perfect person to comment on that, but uh, I'm now concerned that the FBI might be circling your home. Possible. It's very possible. Uh, Lias, I, 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 the movie suck. Television sucks. And everyone's like, oh, no, they're such great epic series. It's like, listen, I don't want to have to sit down every fucking time and watch a fucking hour-long program that if I didn't watch the last three episodes, I have no idea what's going on. What the fuck happened to sitcoms? What happened to the two and a half men, the Seinfeld, the married with children? Give me a fucking, you know, half an hour sitcom. I can quickly go through and relax. What happened? 
I'd like to know because I am a big fan of the sitcom. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm a big fan of the sitcom. Always have been. Um, it's it's my way of escaping um, reality is you go into that sitcom world for a half an hour and you just laugh and it's fun and then it's over and then you wait for next week and you do it again. Nothing like that anymore. No. Everything, everything has to be so fucking serious. And also, I was thinking about this today with television now, everything or television and movies to be uh, um, everything has to be ingrained or takes place or um set in like the real world do you know what i mean like oh, everyone has to like to sh- no one can just be like your normal middle class normal family like 90 percent of the fucking country of america is and canada is where now the minority bases and this isn't the shit on them but dude, everyone does, you don't need every family member to be to have somebody that's transgendered in it or someone who's bisexual. This doesn't need to be because guess what? It's not fucking reality. Guess what? The fucking the white daughter doesn't always go marry a fucking black guy she met at college. Heard of on you? Because guess what? It's not reality. Start representing what people want to see. Now I don't mind a show that's a. Jesus, Borky. Fucking, the FBI is at his house. Like, I like Sanford and Son. I like fucking, I like the original George Lopez show. Be true to what you are, but stop forcing narratives of PC and political correctness on everything. Borky, we can't hear you at all, bro. Am am I, I I think there's something wrong with my phone. Am I I making a noise or something? No, you're good now. Yeah, you were, but you sound good now, bud. How are you, Borky? Uh, I'm good. Are we are we on right now? Yep. Yes. Sir. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm good. I uh, I'm clean now. Uh, it'll be three weeks and uh, I think two days, three days. Out of boy, bro. Seriously, great fucking job on that. Yeah, man. Congratulations. Seriously, well you seen the world a little bit differently? Well, not really, because uh, well, I mean, yes. Because, like, I nearly died. Uh, it was like... Oh, shit, what happened? It was... Uh, well, it's a long story, but it was... The, the, we got time. The, the, the fentanyl and a lot of other things I was doing in my life, like, everything I was doing happened to be shit that, like, kills your thyroid. And if you mess up your thyroid, well, like, you mess up your immune system, you mess up your metabolism, you mess up everything, and for the longest time, I was, like, ignoring it, and uh, they thought I had cancer in my pituitary gland, which is what, like, regulates your thyroid for a while, and, um, but, you know, I was just kind of, like, I I was just like, all right, whatever, I'm gonna die, and, um, but then it turns out once you actually start dying, you're like, fuck this, especially because it was like so slow and my whole body just started. I, I stopped getting sleep and there was like glands behind my eye that like uh, you don't notice them unless they stop working. But like uh, I-, I couldn't sleep at all. Um, every time I tried and started drifting off, these things would start spazzing out and going crazy. And so I wasn't sleeping for like uh uh, I don't know. Uh, I was getting very, very little sleep for like a month and a half. And this will sound crazy, but there's a lot of other people that can attest for it. Um, 
I was taking, so, you know, uh, my mom hands me, she's into like crystals and shit and she hands me selenite and I'm like, whatever, fuck it. I'll try it. And I had tried one of her crystals before for a toothache and I, I took this crystal and I put it, this was after not sleeping for like, I don't even know how long, uh, over a week without any sleep at all. And I was starting to go crazy because the other thing that it does is it messes up your, uh, hormones and so i was like going crazy from no sleep and from the hormones uh being all out of whack i was like a bitch pmsing but like times a million and uh so i put this thing to my neck and to my head and i like fell asleep instantly because i was so tired um and it stopped like i was having like seizures like i like it wasn't an actual seizure but that's what it looked like like my head would start like rattling and like uh you could physically see it i was like it was going nuts and uh i fell asleep and so that helped but it became less and less effective and uh it it got really bad i couldn't eat i couldn't sleep i couldn't drink or or no i could drink uh but i couldn't shit because my stomach was all fucked up and uh yeah so i couldn't sleep eat or shit and uh they told me you know the thing about the er like i i went to a place and they said i went to see a like urgent care doctor but they that was a bad idea because they couldn't do anything there and uh they said to go to the er but i i've been to the er before they don't care unless you're literally like five seconds from death and i was like 12 seconds from death so uh like they literally don't care unless you're actually dying and i couldn't get an endocrinologist for like 12 days uh, or i mean i mean uh 2 months at the time um so i have one next month and um so i mean i had no choice and 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 the drug itself when i was doing it i started like throwing up everywhere uh my body was just like viscerally rejecting it so, um, I, um, and then my thyroid was getting really sensitive to it. So I, I quit, but I mean, uh, it's not like clean, clean. Cause I'm taking, um, methadone. I'm going, um, I'm, and I have to go to the clinic, uh, you know, like five days a week, which is annoying, but, uh, eventually I intend to be off that too. But um, right now, so it's not. It wasn't just the dope. It was also stuff like uh, this phone. The phone um, is thyroid is uh, thyroid uh, disrupting. It makes your thyroid underactive, and um, so now I'm hypersensitive. So the EMF from the phone and from laptops, and this is all real. This isn't like conspiracy stuff. You can look it up, and uh, the I, I can like most people can't actually feel it but I can feel it like in real time. So I got this EMF protective like um, scarf. I look like a retard, but like I put it around my neck and that helps a little bit. And uh, yeah. And and also my OCD, it turned out that uh, the hand sanitizer that I was using and shit uh, and like, you know, the wipes and Lysol and all that being a clean freak, which, looking back didn't even make sense because i was doing drugs and who the fuck you know that could have been smuggled in on some mexican's ass or something but um whoa i just saw something weird in the sky just now 
I'm, I'm outside in my car and I just saw, I don't know, a shooting star or something. It was, uh, I don't know what that was, but, uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, the, the, the hand sanitizer was messing with me. Um, blue light was messing with me. I couldn't look now it's better, but I couldn't look at Cause, um, my eyes, like the the thyroid mess, it's it's all connected, uh, and like I was, that's the thing. Like I wasn't getting sleep. Your eyes are like super important, just like obviously, but um, like the actual eyeballs itself, like you know, REM sleep is rapid eye movement, um, and I, I uh, so now even when I get sleep, it's not like uh, it's actually getting a little better the last few days, but it was like I could sleep like. I did sleep like 12 hours last night cause I didn't sleep at all the day before. And, uh, it wasn't, I, I don't wake up feeling like refreshed. I have hypothyroidism and, uh, yeah, it, it just sucks. It's like every, everything, your metabolism, your immune system, uh, your thyroid, your, your everything. Uh, and it was fucking with my balls too. But so I had to change, I had to change my diet. There's certain stuff I couldn't eat because of the immune system, and the but um, there's certain stuff you could eat too, and you could actually fix the ball issue pretty quickly. It's uh, uh, but uh, yeah. So basically, I found out all these chemicals in our daily lives, and in our food, and in our phone, and and our phones, and everything. That's part of the trans agenda. Uh, this stuff all is is meant to turn you into a tranny, basically, because that's what having like your thyroid hormones and your and attacking your testicles, and that's why male fertility is going down, and that's why uh, cancer is going up. And I mean, this stuff, if you actually read about it, it causes brain cancer, and it's your phone, and you're supposed to hold it to your head. And if you read like some of the stuff on the health whatever they say, don't hold your phone to your head. It's like, well, that's how you use a phone. And they say, don't put your laptop on your lap. And it's like, that's how you use a laptop. It's, uh, you know, it's like this stuff is, was literally invented to kill us. But yeah, so uh, I had to get rid of my OCD overnight. And um, I found like plant-based sanitizer for when I do have to use it. But uh yeah, I had to change my diet. I had to change everything, like, overnight. Wow. That's quite a busy couple weeks. Yeah. And I was, like, literally on the verge of death. I was uh, not doing well. Like, I was getting pale. I wasn't sleeping at all. I wasn't... Uh, it, it was pretty bad for a little bit. And, you know... Some of that, uh, some of that had to be um, withdrawal symptoms, though, right? for some reason so that something similar like this has happened before and i wasn't really something weird happens uh where i'm going through like thyroid issues uh where like i don't feel the withdrawal too much it's almost because it messes with like everything it messes with like your all of your bodily functions your circadian rhythm everything uh just it, and for some reason, I was not feeling the withdrawal too bad. Right. And um, I, I also, I, I was still using. I was just using less because I realized that it was the stuff mainly that was fucking with me the most. And uh, so when I started taking the methadone, it had only been... Uh, I mean, I took it 
I had taken it like the day prior, although that day I had gone most of the day without using. But uh, the withdrawal wasn't too bad because uh, it was like, you know, a month and a, it was like a month and a half of not feeling well. But most of that time I was using until like the last, you know, day or two. So um, it wasn't really withdrawal. It was just... Um, it was all the symptoms like of, uh, you know, hypothyroidism and uh, lack of sleep and just, uh, yeah, because I was still not feeling good even after I got the methadone too. And that helps with withdrawal. And uh, although they start you out on a pretty low dose, but. Um, How long are you going to be on the methadone program? Well, I don't want to be on it long. But uh, just right now, you know, I'm feeling a little better every day. I want to just stay on it while, I'm, while my body is recovering. But, uh, you know, all opiates do that. And that, you know, I, I really am convinced. Like, it's like everything in our daily lives. And the chemicals is also in the water. I had to change the water I was drinking. It was bought because it was uh, bottled water and plastics, stuff containing uh, certain plastics in general. It, I think it's called BAP, that yeah, chemical. BAPs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that also, you know, that, that feminizes young boys in the womb and uh, basically turns them trans. And it also disrupts your thyroid, which basically turns you trans. Um, so, yeah, the, the, and, and think about it, like the opiate epidemic, Big Pharma, Johnson & Johnson and Purdue starting it on purpose and being found liable in court for that. And um I mean, I really do think that there's like something going on with that, like male fertility going down. I think it's part of of the depopulation and the transgender agenda. You know, the border open and fentanyl pouring in. Uh, I, I really do think that this is like a, a coordinated plan to uh, turn us transgender, which ultimately leads to transhuman us all lacking an identity so we can resist our corporate overlords and uh Basically, we'll turn into aliens. I think the aliens are us in the future. So, um, global sperm counts—they've—they've um, they've fallen more than half yeah. since the 1970s. Yeah, it's alarming. It's very alarming, and I, I could tell you right now, like I'm sensitive to all this stuff. The the one thing that makes me feel good now and sucks because it's starting to get colder. But uh, I feel I, I feel like I was uh, pretty blessed. And that's the other thing. I've kind of become a little religious, uh, and because I, it's like so many things. And maybe this is just how you get when you feel like you're legitimately dying. Like I, like I was legitimately dying. Like it, you know, I, I'm condensing the story here because I don't want to go on and on. But uh, you know, like I recorded messages on my phone for certain family members. Uh, like, you know, I, I, or I recorded on my mom's phone actually. So she would have it. Um, like I thought, you know, for real, like this could be it. Um, but, uh, and my body's just shot and I, uh, you know, I can't, and I just got blood work back yesterday and, uh, I forget what some of the levels were cause there were just like letter, like, you know, acronyms and, but my potassium, my sodium, like a, a bunch of other shit. My blood's all over the place. And I also heard the nurses talking before they gave it to me. And they were like, uh, they seemed concerned and they didn't even know what some of it meant. And 
Yeah, and they didn't even check my thyroid levels. Um, and I know that's going to be bad. But, uh, yeah, and uh, as for the methadone, I don't plan to be on it long. I just want to be on it for a certain amount of time while my body feels better because I can't handle, because, you know, I, I can't deal with the withdrawal on top of this. So I just want to, but, and also methadone and really anything that activates the opiate receptors, methadone also messes, I don't know if it messes with your thyroid, but I know it messes with your balls. So uh, I don't want to be on it too long. Because, uh, right. Yeah. And even like if you read stuff like um, I forget where, but some sort of uh, Philip, it wasn't the Philippines. It might have been the Philippines. It was somewhere. Cambodia. I don't know. Something. So one of those like Asian ish countries or whatever. And uh, they noted um, or there, I was reading something. Uh, some someone people forever ago noted like that the people in these country, countries are like, uh, you know, th the men are very, like, feminized. So it, it basically turns you into a tranny. Like, right. that's what this stuff does. Right. You know, just going back to um, sperm counts and the decline in sperm counts, um, you know, that, that could very well signify the you know the beginning of of an apocalypse right because you know if there's no sperm there's no conception right so um you know there's different governing bodies um that determine what a normal sperm count could be in men right and the 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 number is is completely ridiculous because it it, it ranges anywhere from 15 like 15 to 250 million sperm per milliliter right so that's such a that's such a wide spanning number um uh but generally accepted that uh, uh a threshold of 40 million per millimeter is is considered high right but you know the the who take them for what they for at face value because i i don't put yeah. much stock into what they do right um, they they um, seem to to think that just because you have a higher sperm count, it doesn't mean that you're more fertile. So it's kind of I don't know if it sounds to me like they're playing both sides there, and they could be very well responsible for what is happening, right? And I wouldn't be surprised if they are. But you know, um, just having it. So it's 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 a little contradictory because sperm counts are falling and this is globally it's not just the u.s canada whatever north america this is globally where they're falling but yet we just reached eight billion people on this planet um this week i think it was yesterday we reached yep. eight billion people and <clears throat> excuse me more people are having children than ever before now are you sure about these lower that? sperm counts okay uh, have you ever heard Elon Musk talking about, and a lot of people talk about this, the population crisis. Okay, hold yes. on a second. The reason why that maybe more people are having children now is because the number is 8 billion. So if there's 8 billion people and the same percentage is uh, having children, or even if the percentage is lower, you still have that many more people having children. So if the, if the population was 2 billion and 30% of them have children, that's going to give you a number. 
However, you flash forward now, and the population's 8 billion, and 10% of them are having children. It's a higher number. True. I, now, I don't I just know. want to bring the mathematics into absolutely. it. Absolutely. And you're absolutely it. right. You're absolutely 100% right to bring that up. However, with this, with in this situation, I don't know if we're dealing in, in actual numbers or percentages, right? So that, that would have a also a big impact on determining what if it, if the numbers are are skewed or not, right? So, but it also excellent depends. Point, excellent point. It, it also depends where you're talking about. Like Africa, the population is booming, but in the okay. West, the population is going down fast. In fact, we don't have enough people to replace. Like each generation is having less kids. And I was going to bring that up. Yeah, go yeah. on. Yeah, and our our population is basically on the verge of collapse. Um, and even Chuck Schumer, I think yesterday or maybe the day before was talking about like his argument was we need to bring immigrants into the country. Of course, they only want to do that because they vote Democrat. And, uh, although the Hispanics voted largely, uh, Republican and that's why they won Florida and Miami Dade County. But, um, you know, they want to bring these people in and say, look, you know, we let you come over, vote for us. But, uh, he was saying, um, you know, we need them because we're not having kids and we need, you know, to replace our population because we're not doing it naturally. So we need to bring these people in. That was his argument for open borders, basically. So, um, yeah, I mean, the population is uh, doing real bad in the West and we're, we're just, you know, the sperm count is down. So I don't Af like, you know, we have a lot of people, but, um, yeah, that's mainly like Africa and I think India and, and, and stuff like that. Like their populations are booming. You know, China, they had like the one child policy and then they made it two child, two children and then they made it three children. But uh, the most people are not having two or three children uh, and they're dealing with an issue, too, in China. And um, but I think it's all by design, to be honest, Um I, I, I mean, we know, you know, we knew, but, you know, the, the, the Georgia Guidestones or whatever they were called, uh, you know, it says it wants to reduce the population. We see uh, official Democrat policy is they want to reduce the children. Now, you know, medically assisted suicide is becoming a thing. Um, and oh, does ZT you know that? What? Does ZT yeah. you know that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't know if we should tell him or not. No, probably not. Yeah. Sorry, Bork. It was a joke. I make those occasionally, but please continue. Well, you know, that's basically it. It's just, I think, I think everything on the left to be, this might sound crazy to some people, but I think every single policy on the left, and I'm not saying every leftist is trying to do this, but I think if you trace it back to its source and who's coming up with these ideas or, or even co-opting these ideas, it's like, uh, I really think if you name any leftist position, it comes back to depopulation. That that that's the end goal. That's where it it ultimately leads. So it may not seem like it on the surface, but the LGBT stuff that you know what is that? That's that's relationships that don't end with the production of children, right? Um, I mean, all of it and not just stuff on the left. It's also technology and other stuff outside the left. But I think any leftist idea ultimately results in, in depopulation. If you tra if you follow the logic all the way through, um, 
I mean, I can't think of one that doesn't that doesn't end with depopulation. I mean, you're you're bringing up some some interesting points. Uh, definitely, um, I don't know their policies enough to to make a an accurate comment, but I can also. Um, understand that you're onto something there. Uh, it it makes sense, right? But uh, there's also there's also theories floating around that. Um, well, so uh, I have two things I want to touch on. So the the population crisis uh, by Elon Musk. Talk about that. Yeah, um, he was just saying that uh, you know where we we. Um, you know, it's a narrative that's being pushed um, that that we have a, a population that we're overpopulated. And this is sort of a holdover, he was saying, from like the, the 70s, I think, or the 60s, that that, you know, that was the case at, at one point. But r- right now, the population, even though the population's getting bigger, like, you know, in, in, in uh, certain areas of the because of certain areas of the world. You know, like I said, it's overall going down, and it's it's on the verge of, um, you, you know, because um, in certain countries, like I think Japan, right, the old people outnumber the young people, um, some ridiculous number, I forget, and and so and we're sort of like that here, not quite to that extent. The the population's not, I think they call it like the replacement level, like uh, the population's not. Um, the younger population is not having enough kids, right? Right, and that's the breakdown of marriage. The the you know, it's in the leftist policy. It's the uh, yeah, it's okay, the, yeah, the destruction yeah, yeah. of the nuclear family. You know, this is what they want. So, so, okay. Um, I was thinking of something else, but this this is just as interesting. Um, and yeah, that definitely ties into the last leftist leftist um, theories and views that, that you've alluded to. Uh, Liars, before I interrupt, I'm just looking at the time. We are almost three hours into this show, so it might be a good idea to have Borky on either next week or the following week so we can continue down the topic. I'm just saying this one's becoming a real long one. Okay, well, we'll wrap it up. Um, We'll wrap it up with this topic. Uh, we'll just uh, one thing I wanted to add, and then uh, is that there's there's also theories going around that um, th- people are having as many children as they are right now in those countries that you you talked about because of poverty, and that poverty produces more children. Um, I so basically, if if people were working and if people were educated and if people were were out more, um, they wouldn't be having so many kids, and that would actually bring down the population. So, uh, in some ways, poverty can or uh, poverty stricken nations and um, famine and whatnot can be attributed to um, a higher population. And to get rid of that, you get rid of of. To, to stop people from having so many babies is to stop poverty. That was a theory that I was reading about this week, actually. It makes sense. It's, I don't know how true it is, um, but it does make sense. That's weird to me, because you would think more kids... The opposite. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's because they need the kids, because uh, it's like... Uh, Social support. Yeah, like you need the kid on the farm and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... 
maybe they have government pro but i would have thinking like it's it's all of that it's all of that it's it's to help out it's it's to get money from the government it's to help out at home it's to help out on the farm it's all of that and that's why they have more kids um because they can't support themselves so anyway it's an interesting it's an interesting thought and i'll look into it some more and we'll talk about it on uh uh the show but uh thanks for coming on borky i'm glad that you're I'm glad that you're doing okay. Um, I'm glad that you're doing better, and I hope you stick to it. And come on next week, and we'll uh, talk about this some more. All right, man. Sounds good. Brasky, I think he's gone. The Eastern world, it is exploding. Violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill. But not for voting, you don't believe in war. But what's that gun you're toting? And even the Jordan River has bodies floating at ya. Tell me over and over and over again, my friend. Oh, you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. Can't you understand what I'm trying to say? you feel the fears that I'm feeling today. If the button is pushed, there'll be no running away. There'll be no one to save with the world in a grave. Take a look around you, boy. It's bound to scare you, boy. And yeah, tell me Handful of senators don't pass legislation And marches alone can't bring integration When human respect is disintegrate Then this whole crazy world is just too frustrating And you Trace. Hate your next door neighbor, but 